to Letters to Our Yesterday, a podcast that was inspired by my soon-to-be-released women's fiction book, Letters to My Yesterday. Although this podcast is quite different to my book, the inspiration is the same, strong women. I believe that one of the greatest strengths women have are each other. We often support, guide, encourage and inspire each other. Throughout this podcast, I will be speaking to many extraordinary women about their life journey and together we will explore what advice they would give their younger self. I'm speaking with the incredibly talented Cassandra today. I met Cassandra a year ago when I came to her for an energy healing session. I had no idea what to expect and was very nervous. I had no need to be though. That day I discovered a compassionate, wise woman with the most amazing gift who has changed my life. For the past 20 years, Cassandra has worked with people's energy to assist in healing their physical, emotional and spiritual lives. Hi, Karen. Thank you for speaking with me today. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. (laughs) So can we start at the beginning? How did you realize that you had a gift for working with energy? So at the beginning, I was just a student of natural therapies when I was 18 years old. Mm -hmm. And in my class, there was a very interesting man who was an energy healer who started to offer me rides to and from college so when I was in his car he started talking to me about all things energy um, quantum physics consciousness permaculture organic food kinesiology and I just found that I couldn't get enough of what he was telling me it was all new to me of having had a very conventional upbringing Mm -hmm. and then suddenly he was igniting this passion that I didn't even know I had so I just kept reading more and exploring more and then he said to me why don't you start trying to work with energy and it was such a foreign concept at first of oh how do you do that and so I just started letting my hands hold energy between Mm -hmm. my hands uh, to imagine a sphere a circle a ball of energy and then I just started concentrating and spending time holding that and setting intentions and allowing the force to just move through me as I started to understand that there was a life force Mm -hmm. all around us this fabric of reality that I didn't even know existed until I started actually consciously trying to connect to it and then as I discovered that there was so many people in the world that had already written about this that were working with this force Mm -hmm. and I discovered about shamans and how they'd been around for thousands of years connecting to consciousness within plants and the earth and people and spirits it all just started to make me realize that this is real this mm-hmm. isn't just something that sounds out there this is actually what is phenomena yeah. it's it's physics it's it's what's underneath spirituality yeah wow so when you say you could hold the energy within your hands could you physically feel something absolutely very quickly I started to feel like a pressure on my hands Um, I could push on that force and it would push back and then as I 
as I was working with my massage clients at the time, mm-hmm. I started to lift my hands with their permission above yeah. their body, not just massaging their actual body, but I started to just press upon their energy field. Mm-hmm. And I started to really connect with their emotions, mm-hmm. with their thoughts, with what was really going on underneath their aches and pains. And then it all just flowed from there. As soon as I started working above their body in their energy field, my hands started to just move and dance with their yeah yeah that's right I didn't have to yeah as you said consciously Mm. try it was just a connection of that force in them connecting to my force and my ability to surrender to allowing a process to occur where perhaps I'm a catalyst Mm -hmm. I'm able to bring through a higher consciousness that will lift them from where they're stuck to where they need to be and as soon as I realized that this was happening I was often running with it and I loved it I loved the results that I was getting so how did you take that further I took that further by not just offering straight massage Mm -hmm. consultations Mm -hmm. but I started to actually advertise as this is what I'm doing. I'm doing energy work. And okay. this this was back in 1995. So okay. it was a long time ago. Yeah. And back then people would think, hmm, that's what a little that bit. Mean? Yeah, what yeah. is that? <laughs> they would ask me, what what on earth is that about? Yeah. And some of the more pe- uh, switched on people that had heard of this kind of thing mm-hmm. would flock and I started to get a following and people yeah. would come. And through that, I was able to really start to trust and develop my skills mm-hmm. because as much as there was a big skeptic in me there was a very young oh, young really? yeah I was young and I was watching my hands moving I was watching these people um, having their own healing reactions yeah. they were crying they were shifting they were um, having their own realizations in front of me mm. um, this that of course the skeptic in me the realist in me was always looking at it thinking is this real is this is this really happening is it true like did you ever think is this just the power of the mind kind of thing i did wonder i i really was looking for the science Mm. behind it and and questioning it and not ever taking it for granted but Mm. i realized i had to trust it it just kept happening and i Mm. couldn't escape this craft this skill this talent that um, I had in, in, I guess what I put down to is surrender. Yeah. I always think I'm very good at surrendering to this force. Okay. Uh, I don't take credit for the healings being amazing mm. because I'm amazing. I feel like I'm, I'm very good at surrendering to um, getting out of the way and allowing that higher divine force to come through me. And I really acknowledge that that force is in the person I'm working with and that force is coming through me and it's part of me so as it all connects it allows um, consciousness to be and release and show itself evolve let go and do exactly what it needs to do and and i just allow so it all just kind of pieces together yes when you're there yes do you get nervous before you see clients never never anymore yeah after doing this for 22 years now I just absolutely intrinsically trust every intuition I receive you must see people with you know big problems complicated lives things like that Mm. so how do you protect yourself from that energy or you know because that would be a really hard job to be faced with those I guess like a counselor in a way 
faced with those problems every day. That's How do you right. Protect yourself from that. Initially, when I first started doing energy work, I used to take on the person's emotions and yeah. take the energy within myself, mm-hmm. and I would feel drained or perhaps disturbed or mm-hmm. still attached after they left. And so I learned very quickly <laughs> that if I was going to survive doing this as a career. Yeah that I had to learn how to let go and how I did that was I realized that me the human person I am not responsible in any way for the other person's circumstances Mm -hmm. or their results in the healing and I also really realized that my ego could not be involved in the healing process at all and what I mean by that is I could not have any motive of if this healing works out, I will look good. They will oh, like me. Um, I'll be successful. Okay. I'll make money. Any of that it had to be coming from a purely um, neutral and um, uh, pure space. Mm-hmm. And once I mastered that attitude, yeah. I found that I wasn't picking up on anyone's stuff. I wasn't oh, wow. having any um, draining effect afterwards. And that I could just be myself and observe and the magic would happen. So it's like kind of distancing your human self from what's happening. Yes, absolutely. And yet allowing my personality to be present, to laugh, to to respond. Which provides a lot of comfort (laughs) for the client because it is... Um, you know, like I love coming to see you, but when before coming you can get very nervous and... Mm. But I think that's the best thing about you, your personality coming through and warming the situation. Absolutely. You know, making them feel comfortable. Definitely. I can empathize yeah. already when they walk in yeah. how they're feeling. <laughs> and uh, a lot of people feel very anxious on the way to coming to see me. Mm. They feel like turning their car around yeah. um, and going away, <laughs> uh, doing something Why else. Why does that happen? Why do people get so nervous? It's really interesting that you ask that because... What occurs is once a person makes a decision that they want to shift whatever's going on inside them and they reach out and make an appointment with me or or anyone for that matter that's going to help them, that conscious decision already is awakening their subconscious to possibility of letting go of what they need to let go of. And that can be scary for the subconscious that's worked so hard at building protective mechanisms um, avoidant behaviors and um, yeah wanting to hide from pain because most people want to be able to walk around in the world with some kind of mask shielding what's really going on for them and that's very very understandable otherwise we couldn't go into work and and you know go shopping and you know yeah if we're feeling all the time and processing it or um, you know crying or whatever that looks for people so people have to develop um, a persona of covering what's happened to them especially people that have been through very deep traumas Mm -hmm. Um, so when they get to a point where they're ready to process that on a given day and they've made an appointment to see someone who can help facilitate that shift and that change they need to be able to feel like um, it's time and it's okay to let go So what happens is the nerves come up and it's like, oh, is it time? Is it time to let this go? And it can feel really uncomfortable. And and I just honor that process. So when they walk in nervous, I just say, yeah, I I figured you'd be feeling that way. Yeah, which probably puts them at ease. Absolutely. To know that it's normal. Yes, yes. 
It does. Now, I just want to talk a little bit about your work with women. Um, so I was lucky enough to come to one of your women's circles, which is a very supportive <laughs> environment for women to share and um, heal. There's a lot of healing going on. So I'm just wondering, what do you think is, in general, one of the biggest problems facing women at the moment? That's a great question. And um, I think to answer that, I look across the broad spectrum of all the different types of women that I've treated and and given the context of modern society and how things are in this world right now, I notice most women are really trying to juggle um, time, time management, being able to do and be all that they want to be with all the responsibilities they have and at the same time find their authentic self, their joyful self, to have fun, to be able to be the real them. And I find too with a lot of women who are um, in roles, say it's a, a work role or they're in a corporation, their working day is spent representing someone else. If, if they are playing the role of um, a certain job title, then they have to be that job title. And that it's them being able to understand how to be themselves in each moment. And some jobs don't allow for women to be exactly who they are. And so they can't be themselves until they come home. I think there's quite a stress in that. Um, and that's why we're seeing now this huge emergence of entrepreneurial women, people mm-hmm. um, in general as well, men too, but um, about women, it's them waking up and realizing, wow, I've got something really special to offer the world or I hope I do, maybe I do. And they start exploring that and they think, oh, wow, I'd love to leave my nine to five job working for someone else, Mm -hmm. doing what someone else wants me to do. I want to do what I want to do. I want to connect to my heartfelt self and be all that I can be and not be dictated by the job role, the description, what the boss says I can be or can't be. Um, And so I'm, I'm really noticing that that's the main thing that mm-hmm. I'm finding um, is emerging. And then if I can answer that question with the second thing that yeah. I find is is women just needing to be assisted in being able to let go of old wounds and old hurt and how they were shaped and molded in a limited way when they were children. Um, that seems to come up in most sessions. So whether it's yeah from childhood or a past relationship, mm-hmm. it's circumstances and relationships that have molded them to feel like they are somehow less than, not good enough. Um, they've been hurt. They don't know how to process that hurt. Uh, and so a lot of women now are coming forward and saying, I don't want to be held back by the wounds of the past and mm-hmm. And really, it's it's about, again, them being able to be them true, their true selves, because I find that when people have gone through deep traumas and hurt, it changes their self-perception. And it's about being able to bring them back to an ac- accurate self-perception. So when you're talking about women knowing their self-worth or feeling like they can be who they truly are, it's reminding me of something you said at the Women's Circle on the weekend, mm-hmm. which struck me really, really deeply which was that happy, true happiness, you believe, is can only be possible when you feel like you're being your authentic self. And if you're not, it's not possible to be happy. Mm. So is that what you mean by women playing those different roles and Absolutely. using themselves a bit? Yes, yes. 
I, I love that you're bringing that up. Um, I've found in myself that the more I am myself, my true self, and, and what that means for me is coming from my heart, like feeling the presence of my heart, speaking from my heart, thinking in accordance with what resonates in my heart. And I can say this, I guess, because I spent years developing a understanding like on a feeling level of when I'm in my heart, I can absolutely feel the center of my chest lighting up. I could feel a actual sensation there that my heart is in resonance and in alignment with what I'm saying and what I'm feeling. So I've developed that through consciously taking my mind and my thoughts to sit in the center of my chest Mm -hmm. and spend time there and to feel when I'm looking out through my eyes and events and things are going on, I'm noticing how my heart is feeling at all times. So I sit consciously in the center of my chest while I'm talking, I'm having a conversation with you, um, while I'm working on a client, while I'm cooking dinner, I'm all the time just checking in and helping that resonance to be strong between my heart and my mind. Mm -hmm. And for example, if I were to be triggered by something, then I would notice that I'm not feeling my heart, that pain or an old memory or a wound or something, some kind of false perception has pulled me out of my heart and so I know then to work through that and come back to my heart so mm-hmm. I find then when I'm working with people with women who are, who come to me and they say I'm not happy um, you know they they're wanting to be happy they're trying to look like they're happy yeah. but they've lost that connection to their heart and so I'll help to guide them back to yeah. to teach them to explain to rewire their energy if necessary so that they're able to feel like they can contact and be in their true self in in their hearts i think that's just so important for so many people to know that because Mm. i find a lot of people when they're feeling so unhappy and they don't know why it's usually because they're in a situation where they're not themselves they're in the wrong job or Mm. they're with fake friends or you know something like that and they just feel so bad about themselves because they're not being who they are absolutely it's a very strong message (laughs) it is and especially when women are in a relationship with a man where they don't feel like Mm. he truly loves her or she's perhaps not truly in love with him but they just stay and they try and keep trying to be that's right yeah yeah Yeah. and um and sometimes the standards aren't high enough of Mm. how they treat each other that they slip into those habits of putting each other down or changing themselves to please the other person and then there is resentment that doesn't get solved and resolved and and then they stay together that's a sure recipe for a woman to be unhappy because she's no longer feeling connected to her heart Mm -hmm. and she's no longer in that state of love with herself um, let alone with him so I think when we can come back to being um, in love with ourself Mm -hmm in not from an egotistical point of view but just being able to sit in our heart and resonate and recognize who we are Mm -hmm. then we start to really come back to our authentic self and then we can listen to our intuition from that heart center space and i'd love to ask you a bit more about intuition as well yes that's something i've seen about (laughs) and opening up intuition there's something that confuses me and i know um a lot of other mums that i speak to as well um, knowing what's intuition and what's fear and anxiety because you know sometimes you get those little voices in your head like mm. oh, this is going to go wrong or be careful don't do that or yes you know how do you know what is your intuition guiding you away 
mm. doing the wrong thing or guiding you to doing the right thing and what's just you know that fear and anxiety we create ourselves that's right that's something that I spent a lot of time working out within myself mm. so that I could even um, answer this question yeah. for you <laughs> um, fear and anxiety has quite a different feeling different resonance a different message to intuition mm-hmm. um, intuition you should be able to hear and feel when you're in a centered space it doesn't mean you have to be okay. absolutely in a happy space but when you're in a centered space where there isn't a whole lot of noise going on of judgments of what you're projecting and thinking oh this is never going to work or no one loves me or i suck at this mm-hmm. or None of those comments that you hear in your mind are ever intuition. Intuition is a much more of a calm and wise voice. Mm -hmm. And um, some people feel it and some people hear it as a voice. So if it's sometimes just a feeling, then it's about going and checking. If you're not sure, if you're thinking, is this intuition or is this fear or is this just me wishing that something was a certain way, then you keep coming back to your heart center, close your eyes, go into your heart and just ask your heart, is this the truth? Is this my intuition? Because when we ask the questions, that helps us to really find the answers literally. And I think a lot of people forget to ask questions that they have um, a rush of emotion and they assume that that rush is the truth but we have so many different um, impulses and sensations and feelings that rush through us Mm -hmm. Um, just like before I ran the women's circle I felt this um, fear sensation run through me but that doesn't mean that then I apply words to that that say oh I'm scared this is scary this isn't going to go well it's just recognizing that oh okay I've got some adrenaline Mm -hmm. I've got some um, anticipation this is something new this is new I'm stepping into a different space unknown will give Mm -hmm. us those um fearful sensations sometimes but again you just come back to your heart and say okay well um check in is everything okay am I coming from the right place um is there anything I need to know and you slow your breathing down and you consciously be in your body so it's kind of like you're going back to your authentic self again yes yeah absolutely absolutely but yes the fearful voice will sound quite different to the Mm. intuition and as you spend time consciously working on that it'll Mm -hmm. become much clearer okay so it sounds like intuition is something that takes patience yes it's not going to be those rush of voices (laughs) you know that just hit you is something that if you keep coming back to it and asking Mm -hmm. it'll sound the same definitely okay good advice yeah all right so I'm going to finish off asking you the question I ask everyone okay which is I think is such an important question because as we grow I think we change so much and Mm. we're such different people at this age than we were when we were teenagers oh that's so true and I just think it's so interesting to look back and think about if you could write a letter to who you were in your yesterday, mm-hmm. what advice would you give them? And not about regret or um, wanting to change anything about who you were, mm-hmm. but just what would you want them to know? Yes. you feel like you know now. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited when you told me that this was going to be part of your um, podcast questioning because 
I had used this analogy so many times in my life, like when I'd sat and thought to myself or expressed to other women about what they were going through, I'd say, oh, you know, wouldn't it be amazing if we could sit down with our younger self and just say, you know, I wish you knew this or I I wish you could have been shared. um, Sorry, I wish wish someone had shared this truth with you. And I've even thought, wouldn't it be great to teach this kind of wisdom to teenage girls in schools just so that they've got this innate knowledge of what love looks like what love feels like so they don't fall into relationships where they think oh attention is love or I need validation to feel good about myself but if we were taught when we were younger how to um, appreciate and know ourselves I think that would be the greatest gift so I'll read my letter yes please Okay, so I've written, I've written this to my 18-year-old self. You need to speak up and always tell yourself the truth about how you really feel and what you don't like and what you need. So don't let others persuade you to ignore your inner voice. Don't ever try to please a man who doesn't truly love you. And don't stay suffering in silence. Go out into the world and develop yourself. Travel, learn what you're good at. Don't judge your past failures to add up to some kind of projected future failure. And everything that you worry about all comes to pass. You evolve, change and grow. And know that what limits you and challenges you is all happening to ultimately help you to become more connected to your true self within. So don't abandon yourself in troubled times. And how life looks on the outside is not as important as how you feel on the inside. Your ability to feel joy, to laugh, to care, to connect and to share are the greatest parts of your life, all hidden in the little moments. Your purpose is to know and share your greater self, your higher self, who is always unconditionally loving, being and knowing from your heart so always be true to you wow thank you so much for sharing that that is such beautiful beautiful advice and I agree with you I wish that was something we could give to teenage girls to know absolutely well thank you that I was able to access that um by writing it and I just I, I almost feel like it's rippled out into the quantum field back in time to my younger self she's still alive inside me and I can feel her right now she's just received those words so for what it's worth even though we can't change the past um, just by writing that letter to myself it's really helped affirm um, that belief that yes this is what I've been on this journey all along to learn and I'm so happy that I could share it with you here today and to everyone listening thank you so much you're welcome thank you you for listening to letters to our yesterday the podcast if you enjoyed this conversation and feel inspired to please take a moment to rate and review or share it with someone you love you can follow me on instagram at karen underscore set facebook at Karen M. Sepulveda or visit my website www.karensepulveda.com Thank you again and don't forget to subscribe to hear more conversations with extraordinary women.